Guess we'll find out. It's all right. We're going to find out in episode 152. <laughs> We've almost made it. We've almost made it to 153. We're getting, big we're getting there. That was the big goal, right? One, five, we took three. some time off. We're back. Jamie and Brom did their episode last week. Yep. And Patrick. Zach and, and Patrick, yeah, were like, dude, we, we got to get back on because- Patrick might have been on more on. episodes of this show than Alex has. <laughs> At this point? It's possible. Maybe. And and Alex is in the uh, the opening credits song, so. We miss That's Alex. Not what, does that, what does that say? That's not necessarily true. It just says gruesome twosome, doesn't it? That's true. Maybe Patrick's the other part of the gruesome Oh, my gosh. How do, you, how do you feel about that, Zach? I need, I need I need to get on episodes with Patrick. Is how I feel about that. <laughs> well, maybe maybe me Have and you ever Patrick been on can an be episode. So you're no, you can't steal. What am I? <laughs> Is he going to be the ointment now? Exactly. I don't want to be no ointment. I got to at least be. I got to rebrand. If I have to rebrand, I'll do a rebrand. But I ain't no ointment. <laughs> oh, I'm not walking in those man. shoes. Shots fired. Get it? I get it, man. Do you now? Would you? Would you put on somebody's shoes if they had just covered their feet in ointment and shoved them in there? Am I getting anything in this? You are getting. No, sorry, they're your shoes, but I went and did it to you. I put my feet in ointment and slipped them in your shoes. As a joke? You have to, yeah, as a joke. Well, I mean, what is the content? Did we just wake up and <laughs> the shoes are by the couch? I, I can just put them in the closet and be like, get away, shoes. Or are we like in the woods and the bear's coming? And if I got to run, I'm putting on anything. Yeah, you're putting on that, but then your feet are going to be all slip sliding around in the shoes. You know what I'm talking about? And you're saying it's your fault that I get eaten by a bear? Because I oint it, I greased up those shoes. Well, yeah, you, you, yeah, you oint. Maybe I might. That might be my fault. You ointed those bastards, big time. I don't know what the heck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I, I know. We're no. like, we have, we have like a few minutes to talk every episode before we get into it, and, and then like, like we're really blowing it right now. We are yeah, blowing um, What's yeah. been going on? Somebody, uh, we we missed uh, Zach and Kyle last week. What have you guys been up to? Dude, I was telling Zach, it's kind of weird right now because my um, wife and kids are on a trip. I'm here. I had to work. This is like the first time that I have been alone for an extended period of time. It's quite different for me. And Kyle, I think you like said ever. you were excited for that hall pass. Was that right? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So do you just are you just like playing video games, eating candy, like all the things that you're not allowed to do, like normally? Porn. I am allowed to eat candy, all right, all the time. Hands, look at this. You think this body just like built itself? Body buddy? by Borgnine, baby. Body by Borgnine built on candy. You wake up, you might have egg whites. I wake up, Swedish fish. Just Kyle does love free? his Swedish fish. I'll vouch for that. I do. I love Swedish fish. I do too. What are your guys? Yeah. What's your? Is that your favorite candy, Kyle? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It. That's yeah. mine. All right. Same here. Swedish, Swedish fish. Kids. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Swedish fish are probably number one. Favorite candy? So I'm good. going chocolate. That's just it. Unless we're counting those different just types. Just chocolate. Like Kit Kats. Boom. Amazing. Dude, Dark chocolate. The, Ooh. The big cat. Ooh. Kit Kat big cat. You know what I'm talking about? I know you ever have one about. of those Japanese Kit Kats, Zach? You're just in a Japanese no. packaging. No, they they got all the different flavors. They got like 
40,000 I've had blueberry muffin. I've had dark chocolate, white chocolate, regular. Um, I've had pumpkin pie. Hmm. I've had strawberry. I've had... Those are kind of adventurous. Yeah, I've had the a lemon, few. But the, but the they lemon, get pretty wild. Lemon. They get pretty wild yeah, over there's there. birthday cake. The lemons are good. Um, the land of the rising sun, they got uh, like baked potato Kit Kats. Well, that's there. a lot of those Asian Quart. nations have a lot of that. Wait, Same thing with ruffles, chi- chips, snack foods, all that stuff, dude. They usually have a lot of shrimp-flavored stuff, too. <laughs> shrimp-flavored Kit Kats? Maybe not oh Kit Kats, but like ruffles or Lay's or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember it was like adventurous here when I think Lay's released. I remember there was like chicken and waffle chips. I love chicken and waffles, like, dude. Chicken and waffles is really good. Anyways, can we talk about what I did <laughs> in like the past couple good. weeks? Enough of this Kyle yes, shit. Yes. No, right. dude, I haven't even finished what I've done. <laughs> but I'll let you go ahead. Okay, fine. You better. Anyways, no, I'm going to pick one thing that I've done in my exciting life in the past two weeks, boys. And that one thing is, is I watched Wednesday, and I'm very, oh. very pro Wednesday. I thought that show was phenomenal. I loved the yeah. acting. I loved the storytelling, and I loved it. And I recommend Wednesday. I really do. It's good shit. I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it everywhere on social it's media. Good. Why didn't they drop Huge. that around uh, Halloween? I don't think it was done. They didn't need to. Yeah. I've heard it's even bigger than the serial killer one, but it's it's the most engaged it's good. Netflix show of the year. Oh, beyond the, the Dahmer. That's yeah, the, the Dahmer you know, one. Don't go in with too many expectations, you know, too high of expectations, but it's very good. It's Tim, well, now I mean, people are. It's Tim Burton. So if you're into that, you'll be like, and I think for me, it's like old Tim Burton, not the past 20 years, Tim Burton. So. No, so young Tim Burton. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it. Young Tim Burton at this point. Timmy Burton, if you will. Timothy. YTB. YTB. What would Timmy do? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I don't know. What? Did someone say dive? <laughs> Dive, 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 dive! What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Dude, I wish I was with you watching that, Jamie. I love Stanley, dude. Passive Glory, great. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking are about? Are we back? Been watching Kubrick movies? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I've been. <laughs> yeah, I've been. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing. I've been doing uh, Kubrick and uh, Scorsese. I started from the beginning of Scorsese. Oh. Starting to work my way through some Scorsese, as the kids call him. They call Is him, that what uh, the kids are saying now? They call him Marty. They call him Marty S. Or uh, yeah. the, the the Scorsese. That's what they say. Or Scorsese. Wow. What does he say? That's what they say. That's the kids. <laughs> That's what the kids are Dang, saying. That sounds nuts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They're starting to have but, these parties too, these Scorsese parties. Do you guys hear about that? Are they like no. key parties? I want to. Yeah, yeah. Can you, what, what, I think, what's that again? What a key party is? Yeah. That's where you throw all your keys into a, a basket and then they throw in the ocean and then you have to find your way home. No. That's that, a key party, right? <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds like no, a, that, that sounds no, like a no, key no, party no, out no, east. No. Uh, I can't remember the kind of party. I think it had to do something with Kyle. What kind of party was it? I think what you're referring to is um, a rainbow party. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got that mixed up with my Scorsese. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. And anybody who wants to know what that is can ask Brom. He'll tell you right now. I have no idea what it is. I can make some inferences, but I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, and also, yeah, don't don't Google that on your school computer. <laughs> oh, yeah, do not do Google that on your school computer, kids. Yeah. In fact, yeah, don't turn this that. off now. <laughs> should be listening to this. <laughs> Go read a book. Go read a book. Should you be studying? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, put, put an egg in your shoe and beat it already. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did we watch? Uh, yeah, what did we watch? I was <laughs> <laughs> just like, did you just really do that, Zach? All right, do who what? wants to go? Dude, go I'll what? Like what? recap? No, no, no. We got to say what the heck we watched here. Oh. Not me. All right. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Okay. I'll do it. You'll do it? Don't make me do it. I'm going to do it. All right, guys. We watched. All right. You know, we've, we, uh, we've been back for a few weeks now. We watched a uh, big Hollywood blockbuster a couple weeks ago. We watched... Uh, Network television drama, uh, American network television drama last week. This week, we're keeping the variety going because we jumped into the world of bad movies. And in fact, it's an asylum film starring my boy, Lorenzo Lamas. He's 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 one of my favorite actors. Really? Um, Yes. Hmm. I actually really enjoy... Watching Lorenzo Lamas, I've watched <laughs> Jamie uh, the entire the entire Renegade series okay. and many of his other bad movies like uh, Alien Three Thousand. Um, but tonight we delved into one I have not seen before, uh, and it came out in two thousand nine. It is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Woo! Oh yeah! Now, and as I said, uh, Asylum film was this coming out around the time the Meg came out, or like what was kind of no, the Meg was, no, Meg was way before. Meg was no. much later. That's what I was. No, that's what I was, was thinking. Much later, yeah. This was way before. Sorry, I misspoke. I don't the, even know what I'm saying. This anymore. was like this one made like this was like making the waves, right? Like because it was so ridiculous, and I'm pretty sure this was actually in theaters at least for a hot minute. Really? No way. Are you thinking of Sharknado? You might be thinking of Sharknado. This was not in theaters. No. This was not a theater. This says, this says it was the asylum's first theatrical yeah. release. There we go. The th- theatrical trailer released in mid May two thousand nine. <clears throat> um, so, anyways, this I don't see. I don't Lorenzo. see anything about about it being released. In you theaters. don't. Okay. Oh, Dude, Maybe it was Sharknado then. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas is Alan Baxter. Debbie Gibson is Emma McNeil, um, who. Spoiler, little trivia. I don't know if you guys yeah. knew this. She's a singer. And just this winter, 2022, released a Christmas album, Winterlicious. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> is, is, yeah, is it like Fergalicious, but winter? Pretty much, man. Pull that yeah, up she's she's, really, she's Deb- really famous. Winterlicious. Deborah Gibson, Deb- Gibson's like uber famous. Um, Vic Chow, yeah. uh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher his first name, so I'm just going to say call him Dr. Shimada. Uh, Sean Lawler is Lamar Sanders. Jonathan Nation is Vince. And then just had to throw him in there. Can't honestly remember this character, but anytime you have a character and you give him a name like this, you just got to smile. Mark Henst played <clears throat> Dick Ritchie. No, remember he was the he was the smarmy guy at the beginning. Remember she kept on calling him Dick, like, "Hey, Dick." Yeah. 
<laughs> My name is Dick Ritchie. <laughs> right, yeah. His, her employer, Dick like Ritchie. Yeah. Oh, was mm-hmm. he the guy in the... He was the guy who's like... White coat? Yeah, exactly. He was the one who's like, I'm the, I'm up against it here. <clears throat> You're trying to tell me that it's some kind of biological source for this blah, blah, blah. There we go. God. Um, did, was the submarine that they were on, I know you're obviously going to get into this, but Seiji Shimada, the Vic Shao's character, uh, wasn't the name of the, wasn't the submarine they were on called the Shimada as well? I think it was. You guys think that might be a reference to our boy Definitely. and submarine superstar, Definitely. Teru Shimada? Definitely a reference oh, to Teru Shimada. There My was multiple gosh. references in this movie to other submarine movies. Like through dialogue, I, I caught... Like, did you guys catch the run silent, run deep? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. blatant. Like, he said it. And I was like, damn. I even, like, stopped, paused the movie, and wrote it down. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah, intended. Or they got to get into an underwater canyon that only somebody knows, and it's going to be, like, super tight, and they got to navigate it. Never seen that before. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, there's a lot of... Uh... A lot of things going on in this movie. Yeah, so pretty be, great. This pretty is a, great this movie. This is a feast for submarine fans. I'm excited to hear Jamie's retelling of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, should I get into it? <laughs> I think I so. Think, I think we're ready right. for it. So Deborah you Gibson, uh, number one hit maker, songwriter, uh, plays Emma McNeil, and she's a scientist, and she's off there, and she's like, you know, basically cruising around Alaska. She basically, she stole this experimental little mini sub um, uh, with this pilot. And they're like, oh boy, we're doing something wrong. I hope we don't see something that makes us, uh, gets us in trouble. And there's a, the military is out there and they're doing like an, an experiment and they're throwing illegal sonars into the um, ocean to, I guess, see what they do. It was a little bit hard to tell exactly what the point was. Um, Dude, but, it's top secret. You don't need to know. Right. But anyways, it goes off and it, it forces this whole pod of whales to go by and they're like it's beautiful but then they realize it's not so beautiful because the whales are um committing suicide by running into this giant uh polar ice cap and at the same time the helicopter also seems to uh respond to the sonar and drives itself into the (laughs) ice cap so the, the, the helicopter destroys itself um and she's like oh my god i can't believe i didn't know that that was something was wrong like whales never behave like this and just as she needs she needs to like save the mini sub and get out of there she sees the ice break and she's like what's that and it's a giant um shark and a giant octopus but she doesn't know that yet um anyways we flash forward and they're coming back to california uh her and the pilot and they're basically like boy i hope we're not in trouble for borrowing um that mini sub and they're like oh we're definitely in big time trouble uh and so then she shows up to um uh like a work site and they're like oh what's with all the suits something something you know she's she's got a job as like a marine biologist or whatever um but that now the the feds are around as well because uh the octopus that or no uh, the shark that uh was released by the polar ice caps has uh, totally mun- munched on a giant whale and they're trying to figure out what's going on so she gets there she's late they're like, um, basically, your stunt. This is Dick. Dick's like, that stunt you pulled. Put me, Dick. I got, I got heat now. So thanks a lot. And she's like, oh, whatever. And she goes up to this whale, and it's basically like, um, clearly this was bit by a giant shark. 
And everyone's like, no, it's propellers. Get out of here. And I don't want to hear about that anymore. I don't want to hear your ridiculous theories because we're going to fire you. And she's like, I'm probably going to get fired. And she goes off with her, the pilot, and they're just drinking on the beach. And she's like, well, if I'm going to get fired, I better, I, I got to, you know, figure this out, you know, anyways. And she goes back s- secretly um, to the scene of the, the whale munching and goes over there and pulls out a giant tooth from the whale as like proof of what's going on. Um, just as she is, um, unceremoniously fired from her job. She goes off now, um, unemployed to talk to her, uh, former advisor, her like graduate school advisor. And he's like, Oh, I'm so proud of you. It's so great. And she's like, I got fired. She's like, I'm even more proud of you. Cause he's like kind of a rebel hippie. And she's like, well, I got this giant, uh, giant thing that I got out of this whale. Let's do our science shit and like really like get sciency. And he's like, um, yeah. And so they do all the analysis and we get like the first of two. Um, major or maybe even three major science montages and they're like kind of science 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 montage and they at the end they're like wait it's a <laughs> tooth and everyone's like whoa we had no idea that was going to be the case and they're like how big would this tooth have to be and he's like um 11 she's like 11 inches and he's like uh, i think 11 feet <laughs> <laughs> and who talks without even using a unit of measurement? I know, right? I, it's going to be 11. That's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> and then Dude, the science in this is incredible, yeah. too, right? Yeah. When they're sitting there, like, looking at the tooth, but then they're just mixing all these test tubes of different <laughs> colors. You're like, just what? Obvious food like, color. No talking is going yeah. on. You're just like, all right, science. The bright, <laughs> like, the bright neon colors, too. And it's just yeah. Yeah. so oh, yeah. fucking cheesy. Dude, but when we make a movie and we're doing science, we're doing the same exact Exactly the same. People will be like, wait, hmm. is this the exact same scene from Mega? They play it side by side. It's exactly the same scene. Oh, Mega Shark versus Giant Eclipse. Dude, it's just like how Ace Ventura did that throw to uh, uh, Cliffhanger, man. We'll we'll get that good with it. Speaking of same scene, they, they, they played literally the same scene four times. Every time they were on Treasure Island, they had like the same transition and said, Treasure Island, U.S. Naval Dude, Base or whatnot. And had there the was same a lot of intercuts. And they went to that damn Treasure Island like nine fucking times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept showing yeah. it with that one guy standing there. God, I'm glad you said that, Ben. The gun. They did not need to, they did not need to do no. that. Like every time they're in a lab, like we know like, oh, they're back on Treasure Island. But they they were like, we got to make sure people know we're yeah. back on Treasure right? Island. Yeah. Here's, all right. They know their audience and they're like, they need to know. These people need to be directed. Yeah. So anyways, the, the professor is basically like, um, it's the megalodon. I basically discovered it. Don't even worry about it. And they're like, okay, so megalodon is not extinct. There's a megalodon going around, but then she gets a delivery of, uh, of like, uh, images from the voyage. Apparently, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because it's the, the pilot that she was like friends with, like totally disappeared from the movie. Cause she's like, oh, my pilot friend must have dropped this off. And I was like, so why didn't he like come in? Uh, whatever. Um, and so then they, they, they throw the, uh, video on the screen and they're like, that's not a shark. And I, I did kind of like this because you couldn't tell at all what was on this videotape. Like it was like totally ridiculous. And they're like, that's not a shark. It's just like a blob that you like, it's just an, an anonymous blob on the screen. And they're like, what is that? And then, uh, uh, they get a visit from a Japanese scientist who's been kind of exploring, uh, a attack on the in, in Japan, um, which doesn't seem to be from a shark. He's like, "Oh, that's weird, a shark tooth." Like, I didn't think it was a shark um, at all. And they go over the the videotape, and he's like, "That's more like what I was thinking." 
giant octopus baby so now we got both the main characters introduced now we got giant octopus and we got mega shark or megalodon they should have said megalodon versus giant octopus but whatever it's fine um and so they're basically sitting there and um are like okay we figured everything out meanwhile the military is just starting to figure stuff out and in one of the funnier scenes and there's a lot of funny scenes in this um even though i think it's a terrible movie there are like funny shit in it and at this point like megalodon attacks like a a big navy ship and there's a (laughs) there's like the captain of the ship who's like firing on megalodon and they hit megalodon once and they're like oh it disappeared from radar and he's like oh it we destroyed it and the person he's with is like, um, maybe we should like think about maybe like it didn't totally get destroyed. He's like, no, we destroyed it. All it turned to Washington. <laughs> I was like, get get like, Washington on the phone. Yeah, he's like going over to his like uh, his you know whatever dream board and like putting up um, I destroyed Megalodon on it, like you know wishing <laughs> it into existence. Board. And then all of a sudden it you know it shows up again. He's like, it rises and it destroys the shark. That destroys scene, yeah, the naval because that like completely changed the way he was filming. Like before it was like head on, right? He was talking, and then it just cut to a side profile of him and like zoomed in incredible man yeah and so then uh at that point they bring in the the feds uh bring in shimada and uh mcneil and the professor and basically like okay fine you figured it out this is where we get finally finally get introduced to lorenzo lamas lorenzo lamas is this giant asshole uh big old racist like giant racist almost hilariously racist if that's possible and i don't know if i don't think it's possible anymore but he's kind of like unapologetically racist to everyone um 2009 it was a different time it was definitely couldn't get away no way he could get away with it now well especially because I, he never really it's not like he really got much of a comeuppance they kind of just he just didn't he just kind of succeed yeah he's like a fine character yeah like they he doesn't get killed or anything yeah no right like because he ends up on the fight like it, it maybe would have made sense if he didn't end up getting to the mini sub at the end but he does. Yeah. He's one of the people who survives. Yeah. Anyways. Um, just like your cantankerous, like, Clint Eastwood character, Archie Bunker. is like, oh, like, yeah. He wears it on his sleeve. He's harmless. Yeah. Like, so, like, okay, you guys <laughs> you guys figured it out. So, you, we need you to continue to figure it out with more of your sweet science montages. And they're like, fine, we'll do a science montage for you. But, but, only if you don't destroy the creatures, but rather keep them for studying, which... Potato, potato. Yeah. What are you going to study them alive? These are giant creatures. We're going to have to kill them for you to study them. Realistically. Come on. What are they going to do? You're not going to breed them. There's only one of them. So it's like, whatever. Dude, you're going to start mixing up test tubes, though. Right. And so then they, gotta have them alive. they are doing science for a while. And uh, it must have been a, must have been a real long time because um, McNeil and Shimada, they're kind of like digging each other. They're like, um, what's yeah. up? And all of a sudden in the middle of science, and I don't know about you guys, I'm a scientist. I've never had a moment where in the middle of science, I just like randomly kiss, tenderly kiss one of the people I'm working with. Never happened. Uh, and then it, it definitely didn't happen that immediately it's like, um, I'm going to head over here and they have sex in like a closet in the middle of this very high tense science situation that they're in. Dude, obviously you're not doing the right kind of science. I got to jump not. in. Yeah. About five to 10 minutes before that sex scene happened, Nivy and I were watching the movie and I was like, man, this movie needs a good, a good sex scene. And she's like, yeah. And we got it. So yeah. <laughs> it was a good sex scene. Cause yeah, it was I mean, like, all, it, it was they, like, they showed so much. They showed everything. Yeah. They showed everything. Yeah. Guys. They pulled Debbie the Gibson God. was putting it all out yeah. there for the world to see. 
Um, and so then, I mean, but this isn't, this isn't any old sex scene. It's a, uh, it's kind of a character development sex scene because they are basically like, oh, that sex was good. They're like, oh yeah, definitely that sex was really good. I like that sex a lot. But they're like, wait a second. Also, that sex made us smell good. I like the smell. Wait a second. We could attract the octopus (laughs) and the, the shark with our smells, with their smells, whatever. And so then they go off and they're like, um, we're going to trap the uh animals in the bays of the two most populous places on earth uh nothing can go wrong in this situation but let's just say it's the only places we can do it it's these particular bays where there are millions of people living and um so we'll do it on both sides of there and hopefully nothing goes wrong um and they they do some more science and they mix up and they create this perfect like glow-in-the-dark pheromone stuff (laughs) And then they they start to place the trap, and they they insist we're placing the trap, and they go out and they're placing the traps. Um, it's working. They go out in their mini sub, and of course you got to have some high ten situation. So they go out and they're like, oh, I got to place this last one. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. And as they place, it, like, oh, the arm's stuck. And I'm like, really, really, arm stuck now? Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. So, anyways, they uh, they basically have to snap off the arm of the mini sub and then run away really quick. And it kind of ends up, I think the point of it is that it, they end up angering the shark like a whole bunch because to get away, they, the Navy has to shoot at the shark. The shark gets shot, but then it just gets angry because the we- conventional weapons don't do anything to it. And it takes a big old chunk out of Golden Gate Bridge and thousands of people are killed. Thousands. Thousands. It's not, it's not Dude. hundreds. It's thousands of people are killed by this mega shark. And like. The guys didn't even really seem to react too much. They're just like, it's attacking Golden Gate Bridge. You're like, Ugh. And then, yeah, then they call up Shimada. Shimada's like, Shimada's like, well, I sort of. I, I feel like Lorenzo is like ready to execute the nuclear. Yeah, he's going at nuclear this at this point. Dude, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Launch a nuke in San Francisco Bay? No. See, that's, he's ready to. No, not in San Francisco. Because that's the thing. They were like, oh, it's going to devastate marine marine life, which is probably somewhat true. But like the Pacific Ocean is also pretty huge. And we've also like detonated like numerous yeah. nuclear weapons in the Pacific it's Ocean. It's not uncommon for yeah. to do a nuclear test underwater. <laughs> like it's, right. it's. Yeah. Did you guys not see The Dark Knight Rises? I mean, give me a break. Right. Yeah. They I should n- just watch I Dark Knight did. Rises. I never did. I never. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh, I guess that hadn't come out yet when this, when this movie was made, right? <laughs> or did it? I guess I don't know. Uh, you liar. Good, I, I, I love that. that. <laughs> so anyways, so angry. They, they, are not ha- they are not thrilled with that. Shimada is basically like, oh, yeah, I went horribly in Tokyo as well. It was kind of funny that we didn't see anything about that. <laughs> it's basically like just a video screen of Shimada being like, oh, that was horrible. Oh, you should have seen it. Um, <laughs> no, it was bad. It was like really thrilling and bad. And we're like, oh, okay, okay thanks. Great visual, yeah. though. It was great visuals. Too bad you guys couldn't see it. Right. <laughs> and then, then they're like, okay, we need a new idea. And they're like, a nuclear weapon. Like, basically, Lorenzo Lama's like, ah, oh, nuclear weapons? And they're like, no. And, you know, McNeil, who's been getting all the, having all the ideas, is basically like, what happens if we use the pheromone trap? The only thing that worked, by the way, only, I did it. I did the only thing that worked. Um, the pheromone trap. What if we do that, but we lure them to each other and they are natural enemies. So they'll fight each other and die. And everyone's like, nailed it. And so they go off well, and they, where they're basically. Where have we heard that before, people? Where have we heard that before? Godzilla. <gasps> yes. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Godzilla. And what does the guy call the shark in the movie? <laughs> Did anybody catch? Sharkzilla. Sharkzilla. Yes. Sharkzilla. <laughs> wow. Yes. Thank you. This should have been Sharkzilla That's, versus Giant I literally, Octopus. I would not have, I would not be surprised if that was like 
the name The Rough Draft or something like that. Oh. Like they went with Sharkzilla first and then they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Sharkzilla versus King Octopus. That would be a much better movie title. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think the next one, or, or maybe not the next one, but the one after that I think was Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark too. Mecha Shark is the third Classic. one, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that one? We'll talk about that. In right, right. Shark. There's, also a, a cr- there's also a Crocosaurus. A Crocosaurus is right. the second one. And then, and then Colossus. And Colossus is the fourth one, yeah. And Ooh. I pray to God that there are subs in all four. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> What's the Colossus? Is it like... Dude, it looks like... It's a per- like a giant animal anamorphic robot. Yeah, Sweet. I was yeah. gonna say, is it like the it's Greek like Power Colossus? Rangers? I really think it's, they were going for like Power Rangers. <laughs> so, anyways, they go off Rangers. in submarines. There's like a, a thousand submarines now. They're like, oh, we got a wolf pack. I'm like, um, let's maybe not use that term. I believe that has yeah, a bad connotation. Uh, and so then they're like, uh, we got this wolf pack, or whatever, and they're they're going after the, they're trying to lure the uh, shark, but it's coming super fast. And they're like, oh shit, we're going to die. And everyone on the submarine's like totally freaking out uh, as well. Like you can see even even before he completely freaks out, the pilot's like, Ugh! he's like so terrified of what's going on. Yeah. So anyways, at one point- He's losing sh- it, man. Yeah, the shark almost catches up, but then the wolf pack shows up and it like, you know- s- knocks them away or like a um helps helps them get away and then they end up going through a trench like they're going through this like uh trench or whatever and that's where the um uh the pilot ends up going like totally crazy and he like pulls a gun like where'd you get this gun on this goddamn submarine i was waiting for someone to be like right why do you have a gun on a submarine and um and then uh she knocks her she knocks him out emma mcneil she's like you know, hits him in the face, knocks him out. Everything's good. There's also a moment where the octopus comes and uh, destroys all the other submarines. There's no submarines left other than the one submarine they're on. Um, and so they're basically alone going through this trench and they're heading towards Alaska um, to the original ice trench location. Like, oh, it seems like it's the location that they kind of like prefer, the habitat that they prefer. So they're heading that way. Um, and, uh, they, they are able to get the creatures to, um, fight, but they, uh, end up having to lick their wounds. Like they, they hurt each other and they like separate. Um, and then, um, I think the shark goes after the submarine or something. I'm kind of hazy on the very end here. The shark destroys the submarine. They get in the mini sub and then yes. the shark, uh, ends up. Oh yeah, and it's chasing the mini sub. Chasing the mini sub. Then Shimada shows the Titans up. Come back together. Yeah, and Shimada Shimada is able to to save Fire them. A couple of tiny torpedoes in it. Yeah, and they're able to save them. <laughs> and then at that point, uh, the octopus almost seemingly just kills Shimada, which makes Emma McNeil quite sad. Uh, but and then they they end up fighting uh, to the death, and they sink to the bottom of the sea and that's the end of them and they are in the um uh the mini sub and she's basically crying because she's like oh shimada um the only man i loved and then he gets on the, the horn it's basically like um still alive <laughs> ready to bone and she's like yes and then they end up on the beach like hanging out and they're smooching smooching a whole bunch and it was pretty great uh and then they're like oh what do we want to do and um she he's like maybe we'll maybe we'll become like big time explorers with each other and we'll explore um the ocean but also each other's bodies each other's bodies Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden the professor shows up and he's like um ever heard of this and he's got pictures of a new mysterious uh life form 
So they kind of setting up a sequel there. But even though I don't know if any of the people in here uh, was in the sequel, actually, even uh, I think the the professor I saw sadly passed away. The the actor who played the professor um, passed away shortly after the release of this film. Only like a few months later. Uh, they do show later? up. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. He had like a short he had a illness and a short illness and, and passed away at, in late oh, 2009. It's a shame. So in the one you mentioned uh, later, Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, we do see Emma McNeil come back and reprise her role. And then there's also somebody who has just won an acting award who is in that in the gaming community. If you're familiar with God of War, none other than Christopher Judge Woo! is in. Are you serious? Mega Shark versus Mech. Yeah, I'm serious. That's almost going to make me want to watch like, it. That's yeah, awesome. It's just like, whoa, what? So that's unbelievable. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, they've got four, four Mega Shark movies. Mecha Shark versus Mecha Shark. She's also in Mecha Python versus Gatoroid. I know, dude. I saw Gatoroid and I was like, that's a hell of a name. Yeah, really weird name. Gatoroid. Gatoroid. It's not even Android. It's not even Android Gator Gator, as far as I can tell. I'm not sure why they call it a Gatoroid. Dude. But yeah, that's the end. That's the end. Recap done. Boom. Cap it. Crushed it. All right. Do we have Zach? Do you want to do love it, hate it? Are we jumping right in right now? Do you want to? He's excited. Ah! He's ready. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Zach's ready. Zach's ready. Yes. I love it. No. I hate it. Okie dokie, all you love it, hate it fans out there, get ready for this one. What do you guys want to hear first? Uh, I think I want to hear, I want to hear love it first, I think. Tell you what, how about, how about I read it and then you tell me what, if you think it's love it or hate it. <laughs> okay. And I, won't, I, like I won't give the review. I won't give the number. I won't give the number. All right. Well, maybe the title will give it away. <clears throat> <laughs> this comes from our guy... Clarked War Clark Clarked Ward Ward O'Brien Clarked Ward O'Brien November 10th November uh November 10th 2009 So right after this drop right huh? after a drop Title of the review is Anyone who says so bad it's good is a liar hmm. So bad it's good how bad does a film have to be to just be so bad I wish I hadn't seen it? Why do we have to give con artists like Ooh Bowl or people at Asylum a loophole to spend as little time on a movie as possible? The dialogue is bad because they didn't spend time writing it. The acting is bad because they hired the cheapest actors and gave them minimal rehearsal time. The CGI is poor because they didn't work on it that much. The octopus appears for a matter of minutes. There is a point when an attack by the octopus is only mentioned by a report given to the main characters. 
Mm-hmm. And the shark's sure. appearances are 90% reused footage of it swimming at the camera. Most B movies are bad, <laughs> but they try to get to the they try to get the most out of what little they have often leading to hokey hokey or silly moments. But at least they tried. This film is cheap and lazy. All the great moments are in the trailer. Some people may say this film's supposed to be bad. But this isn't some great satire of the B-movie. It's just a B-movie that isn't very good. They tried to do as little as possible and passed it off under the banner of So Bad It's Good. Do yourself a favor. Watch a Godzilla movie. It's got monsters mm. in it, and, they act- and they're actually visible. That one it seemed like a love it. It seemed like a love yeah, it to me. I think so? You know why? Because this person is passionate enough <laughs> to watch this movie. And then come out and review it. True. So I think that is. I mean, it's a that's a review of passion and love. Mm-hmm. A crime of passion. I, um, yeah. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> that was hate it. He we'll gave it a one out of ten. Crime. Oh, we're so <laughs> off. We're that, so off base. That's a one know. out of ten. Um. So now for love it, we go to in Waldron. In Waldron. In Waldron, October 4th, 2010. Never since Troll 2 did a movie scare me this much. (laughs) Okay, so this movie is getting a bad rap for being too scary or too realistic. Well, if you say that, fuck you. This movie is a horror movie, and it performs at every level. The essence of humanity is captured when the monster attacks the Golden Gate Bridge. And the blonde girl and that Asian guy swear to beat these beasts. And seeing the look on the man's face on the airplane as they were about to get hit still gives me goosebumps. Oh, that's sure. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) Never mind what I said before. That was harsh. The guy was getting married, for Christ's sake. I also love... He did did mention that, yes. (laughs) Getting married in two days. And then he looks out the window. Holy shit. Holy shit. shit. (laughs) I I also love how when I think the monster is going to get shot, it uses the tried and true tactics of weaving in and out of every bullet about 15 different times. It shows how close (laughs) humanity gets to perfection, but can never reach it. Overall, the essence of humanity is captured again when the beasts kill each other, stating that is we... Stating that is we keep on harming the environment, we will end up in the same fate as Mega Shark and Giant Octopus. What a great movie. 10 out of 10. Four out of five people found that review helpful. <laughs> I, detect, I detect a lot of sarcasm Dude, in that one. I'm going to hop on and make it five out of six find that helpful. <laughs> damn. Waldron? Waldron. Waldron. That sounds like maybe an android. But. So maybe, yeah, I went back in time to give a review. Could have. I very well might have. I, I want to hop in here real fast, um, just because I, I, it's been a while since we've obviously reviewed a bad movie, and I feel like we need a little bit of a barometer of where we might feel like we want whoa, 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 to Whoa, whoa, I got to cut this. in. I got to cut in. We okay. got to create something with that on the show now. Instead of the barometer, yeah. the bromard, bromard. Come on, Ben, say it. The barometer. There we go. The we need the barometer. The barometer. We need the barometer. 
<laughs> All right. Well, consider this the barometer segment. I'm going to remind you guys real quick uh, of where we landed on a few other bad movies so we know where to place this one. All right. Stinger. Alex gave it a 0.1. I gave it a 0. Jamie gave it a 0. Kyle gave it a 0.13. Hmm. All right. Did this have more merit than that movie is the, kind of the question. I think so. Uh, Atlantic Rim. That's right. I gave it a one. Jamie gave it a three. Kyle gave it a four. Zach gave it a three. Dude, <clears throat> one Squid we came in with the full payload <laughs> and balled it. <laughs> 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 Definitely the most memorable scene from that movie, and that's kind of where I'm thinking tonight. Is like I don't God. know what like what scenes am I going to remember from this one, if, if if any. Like maybe it's the plane. Like we already forgot the plane, but we forgot it. Jamie forgot it. I was I was saving that for my review. Okay. Like, I don't know how I could re- forget that scene. Um, uh, regardless, uh, Steel Sharks. That was uh, one that we always reference. We always the lucky reference. coin. I gave, <laughs> I gave it a three. Jamie gave it a three and a half. Kyle gave it a three. So I don't know. Hope, hopefully that fills in the gaps a little bit. Um, there's more I could. Pull it does from help here. It does help. I did. I did kind of need to refresh a little bit there. Oh, what was the what was the snake one? Um. Silent Venom. Silent Silent Venom. Yeah, where was that at on here? That was way back in the day. Man, Silent it's been Venom. a while since we watched that. Silent Venom. Uh, I gave a point two five. Jamie gave a three. Kyle gave a three point five. So some disparate hmm. results there, dude. Yeah, you remember Submergence, Kyle? The, the Alicia Vikander and oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that I hated that movie or was that submerged? There's submergence and there's submerged. No, I think oh, it's I submerged. Do. Submerged, I believe. I think is it a, is Steven Seagal, Steven right? Seagal, yeah. submerged. I think that's yeah. submerged. Well, we rated the Steven Seagal one a lot higher. Uh, I gave submerged <laughs> a five. Jamie gave a three. Kyle gave a two point seven five. Zach gave a three, and then submergence, the Alicia Vikander, James McAvoy. I gave a one. Kyle gave a 2.5, or rather, Jamie gave a 2.5, and Kyle gave a 0.12. Dude, I remember hating that movie, and then for Christmas, my dad was like, hey, I found this sub movie on sale, sent it to me. I was like, why did you send me this movie? (laughs) I'm not a fan of it. All right. And what about the other one? The one that I hate, that the guy, the may or may not director, emailed us on. Oh, that was more recent. That was the yeah. the vampire one, right? Yeah. Subferatu. Um, Subferatu. Yeah, it's not on our it's not on our sheet. Our sheet's been out of date for quite some time. Okay. Hopefully that fills in some blanks. Who wants to jump in with their with their review first? I'll jump here? in. Let me just jump in. All right. I gotta go, jump Zach. in. Um, so I love the barometer segment. I want more of that. I love it. In fact, I think we should just go back and redo all the other episodes to include that. But um <laughs> My review for this film, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus by Asylum, 2009. So, oddly enough, I remember watching this movie. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, I did watch this. And I probably watched it drunk in college sometime. And I do remember watching this because when that shark took out that airplane, that guy said, holy shit. I was like, I remember this scene. Like, now it's in my face. So, I saw this in years past. But, um, what I liked about it, let's start with that. What I liked about it was subs, subs, subs. We got a lot. Most of the movie, I could argue, all the best parts of the movie was probably underwater. Come on. And then, 
I mean, while they were underwater, you got submersibles, you got submarines, you got action, you got suspense, you got love, you've got hate, you've got everything. Except good acting. Um, you don't have good music. You have terrible editing. You have a terrible uh, costumes. Um, honest to God, I think everything with this movie is pretty fucking bad. I did not like it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know when I could ever possibly watch this again in the rest of my life. So, um, uh, when you inevitably forget about it, and, yeah, and then like a shark it. movie, season. maybe like in yep. another 10, 10 years, 10, 15 years, I'll be like, Oh, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's, there's more to hate than to love, but there's lots to love. No, there's not two out of 10. Okay. Terrible. Oh, wow. All right. Terrible. I'm jump in. If this got a if this got a 4K release though, Zach, would that change your mind? Absolutely not. Steel book. Oh, okay. Get that steel book. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get that steel book. <laughs> get that steel book. Um, I'm gonna jump in. I did not like this. I didn't enjoy it. I was watching it. <laughs> and sometimes with bad movies, you sit there and you go, Who am I? And what am I doing? Why am I watching this? Um, I usually don't do that because I watch so many bad movies. Usually I look at it into the mirror and I say, this is exactly who I am. Good job. But this time I would look in the mirror and say like, nah, not, not a good one. Don't, you shouldn't have watched this one. And uh, it's a giant waste of time. I watched it on my lunch break today and then after work and both times I was like, boy, I wish I was watching something else. Uh, but I was watching this instead. I will say there were some, it, it does have its tongue nicely planted in its cheek. Uh, at times so there are some very funny stuff and i i presume it's done somewhat purposefully uh in a lot of ways like i can't imagine they'd make that science montage scene without it being like yeah this is obviously ridiculous and that's part of what they're trying to do um but uh not enough to really pull it up towards steel shark level but i will say given the context of what you just said like you know brahm thank you for giving that context i was originally going to be like do we give zeros i'm not going to give this a zero it's not a zero okay it's a i think it's probably it's probably a two yep yeah you do get some chuckles you get some chuckles out of it but it's not uh it's not up at the level where um i'm getting like a huge amount of chuckles or memorable scenes or anything like that it's just kind of like bah, to me Interesting. Okay. Um, one I just saw on the list here was 2010 Moby Dick. Oh yeah, which yes. I which I gave a point five. Jamie, I don't have a score for you. Were you not on that episode? No, I, I, I definitely like was on that one. Dude, that guy battling there. Moby Dick with a shotgun. Oh my god, that movie. That was exactly that that worth it. I gave that, that a one. Bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And Kyle gave it a 1.75. Yeah, I probably should give you know what? I'm um, going to change my score for this one to a 1.5. I think that makes sense. Okay. But I feel kind of the I, same about that Moby, you know, 2010 Moby Dick as I do about this one. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I think I need to come in with my same score that I had for 2010 Moby Dick. Uh, bad movies can be great. Bad movies can be very funny as Zach's love it or hate it you know, mentioned so bad they're good. Those movies do exist. Uh, and Zach's other love it or hate it, the opposite one, the love it reference Troll 2 is one I wanted to mention. Uh, Troll 2 gives you like a laugh a minute. Alien 3000 starring Lorenzo Lamas gives you a laugh a minute. So good. I'd, I'd have to give those movies like eights, nines, tens on in entertainment value spectrum. Uh, this did not have the laugh per minute. It had a couple laughs. 
uh, mainly for me was like, I, I forgot about the airplane scene. It wasn't even that memorable or good, but that was one of the better ones. And then Lorenzo Lamas just saying things you just wouldn't be able to do in a movie anymore. Like, especially a bad movie, like there's no artistic merit to this movie. So you just definitely couldn't <laughs> get away with the racist jokes and stuff. God. When, uh, when, uh, Shimada was like, uh, fretting or like you know getting his pant pants in a bunch about something you know uh lorenzo's like w why don't you instead of saying like why don't you cry about it? he's like why don't you commit harakiri ab about it or something it's just like just wild things you wouldn't be able to do um and like those were the most memorable things and they're unfortunate things to be memorable in a movie um this movie stunk uh i've not really enjoyed any of the asylum films we've watched I think the best probably for me was it, uh, Atlantic Rim, and I only gave that a one. So I think I'm going to come in at a point <laughs> .5 here <laughs> gave that a on 2010 on Moby Dick. Again, it's it like, wasn't a laugh per minute. It had a few great moments, and you referenced like <laughs> Literally the, one of the most memorable scenes we've seen in any movie. <laughs> yes, but that, that's it. You can, get like, it, you can get it in wow. a YouTube clip and spare yeah. yourself the entire movie. I think yeah. this is the same same way. There might be one or two clips worth referencing years from now but i i don't even i don't even think that 0.5 for me all right mega shark <clears throat> i'm gonna save you from these guys dragging you all down here we you go you guys are hating on this for no reason <laughs> think about what we talked about the science it's incredible it's unreal it's unmatched visuals leave a bit to be desired they did, however, include the plane scene with the guy looking out the window, which is something that I wanted so desperately in the movie The Meg, which we never got. This has it. How good is that? Um, classic kaiju style movie. Think about Godzilla vs. King Kong. We don't see them all the time. We see them a good amount, but not all the time. This movie, I should also preface this. When I watched this movie, I was just walking on a treadmill watching this the entire time. <laughs> I wasn't like sitting down and like, so, you know, I was like actively doing something. So I think if you do mm -hmm. that, it would add to your enjoyment of the film. Cause I could sit there and watch this, you know, and be like, Hey, I'm having a pretty good time. Um, I was on the edge of the treadmill. The entire time. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was, I was just, I was feeling it. And for me, I don't know. A lot of sub stuff, super sub heavy, and but it, there was no suspension of disbelief though. Like the 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 CGI was so bad, yeah, that it wasn't like genuine. Like you, when like when, when you watch a sub movie, like even like when you're reviewing it, you're still like tricking yourself into believing like this is all still yeah. taking place, and like you're placing yourself there. I was not able to transport myself onto these. Dude. And if I were to physically, I, I bet I would have found out that I'm like in like a planet fitness locker room or something. That's what it looked like. So <laughs> when the shark attacked the Golden Gate Bridge, all I could think about was what if I was on that bridge? And look how real it looked <laughs> when it bit a huge chunk out of that. And then oh, what if I was in Kyle. San Francisco Bay when the nukes went off? <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. What would happen to me? And so what did I give Atlantic Rim? <laughs> 
Atlantic Rim. Atlantic Rim, Kyle, you, my friend, gave a four. Oh yeah. Okay. This isn't Atlantic Rim <laughs> good. God. But this is... Alex gave it a 9.6. Okay. Dude, I like that. That's really good. Uh, this is definitely watchable. These other guys, I don't know what's going on with them in their life. If you've got something, you got, you're like, I'm just going to go walk. I think I got five miles in just sitting, walking, watching this movie. Um, had a great time. It's like 3.75 for me. Wow. And then something that else speaks to the merit of this movie is it did spawn those four others. As we mentioned, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. That's first this one, obviously. Then versus Crocosaurus versus Mecha Shark versus Colossus. And then I was like, man, we've talked about a lot of seasons. I don't know if we've talked about an asylum season. That might be the end of the show entirely. But, um, Listen to some of these movies that we could watch, and you guys tell me if you would be excited for this. Battlestar Wars. Top <laughs> Gunner. Hmm. Fast and Fierce Death Race. There's that Pixar, <laughs> Pixar movie, they're, Onward. They're, this one is called- they finger in a couple different pies there. <laughs> yeah. This one's called- There's that Pixar movie, Onward. This one's called Homeward. Hmm. There is Santa. San Andreas Megaquake, <laughs> Adventures of Aladdin, Hornet, cover looks exactly like the movie Bumblebee, um, Geo Disaster, I know Jamie's feeling that one, In the Name of Ben-Hur, Android Cop, <laughs> Titanic 2, The Da Vinci Treasure, and <laughs> Tomb Invader. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> What's going on here? They've the obviously always... had a lot of uh, legal battles. I looked at that. <laughs> a lot of people are like, stop doing this. They're like, eh, we're I think the keep one that up. would have actually like had a shot at tricking me into watching the Asylum version like for the two minutes until I realized, like, oh, this is just dog shit. But it wasn't there like Battle LA and then Battle for LA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, that was... I will say my, on the nose one. my local public library did indeed accidentally buy Top Gunner. And it's on like the new it's on like the new DVD rack whenever I go in there. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I mean maybe it's Blu-ray? not accidental. Maybe they really wanted to get people access to Top Gunner, but Top Gunner. It was did funny. they get the Blu-ray? They did not get the Blu-ray for Top Gun. Oh, just DVD. But it is one of the things I look at. I'm that. like, oh, poor library. I love my library, obviously. Big library head over here. Um, great way to get all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I did look at that, and I'm like, yeah, you tried. Good for you, library. Dude, I might order that here just so there's a couple in circulation, you know? <laughs> there's right. a couple in circulation. <laughs> it's a good way to preserve, preserve uh, materials, my friends. Yeah, it really is. It's something. Man. All right. Shall I get into a little bit of trivia and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. All right. Shortenly. Uh, I've been trying to do it where I, I just kind of pick one kind of interesting fact. There are a couple interesting facts about this. One was that uh, they were going to release this in 3D, but they uh, had to scrap it because they didn't get the adequate funding for a 3D film. Ah, unfortunate. We could have been watching this Would on that 3D Would that change TVs. your mind, Zach, if you're watching this in 3D? No, I hated the 3D uh fad that was going on during that time period like for that, that dude eight year period when 3d movies came back i hated Kyle's it a, i never Kyle's ever a, saw one 3d movie that i thought it was worth it no well, kyle's about to see one right avatar 2 isn't that all like three it's not amazing it's not 3d 
What? what the one when I when I went and saw the first one, it was in three D. That they have the they heavily praised the first one for that. I thought the first. I, well, this I new don't. It's like super three D. I don't know. At least not where I'm at. But the fir- when I saw the first one in IMAX, me and my buddy bought tickets, and we got like the last two tickets in the theater. They were in the front row. That is brutal for watching an IMAX movie. So now I was like, I got to get three D IMAX or three D. 3D IMAX. 3D IMAX. Okay. Okay. I was in the front row, just like, <laughs> just like that. And then I'm going to give you guys a, a little bit of a, a chance to guess uh, over under 10 days for filming. Oh my gosh. Under. I'm going to, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say over and it's going to be like 11. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go under. It was 12, amazing. 12 days. Principal wow. photography yeah. place over a course of 12 days in January of 2009. It's amazing. Yeah. Dude, that really is, right? That is 12 days of just getting wasted. High quality <laughs> content. <laughs> getting wasted, being on camera, doing science. Doing science. All the science, science scenes, dude. All the science. The closet, uh, broom closet sex scene. Boom. And that then- could be. That could be an accolade to these actors and actresses, right? How good you are if you can get this film done in 12 days. Nobody's feeling it. You guys hate this movie. Yep. I do. Yep. I do. I really did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. He pointed at you, Jamie. Oh, sorry. I'm looking. Your, I'm looking at the. Up? I'm looking at my <laughs> Wikipedia page. That was uh, on here. Sean, yeah. We're all about that. <laughs> Just extend it. Play it. Play it back to back two times. Play play the theme song twice. Um, in the edit that in post. Uh, Sean we Lawler. Kyle to say, take it away, Jamie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lawler uh, played obviously our um, a professor. Uh, Lamar Sanders. He also played actually Captain Nemo in the 30,000 Leagues Under the Sea Asylum film. So we'll get to see him again. I didn't use that film, though, uh, for our Phantom Zone. Uh, Instead, I actually noticed he was in Titanic. He was leading Stroker. Stoker? Stroker? uh, Charles Henderson. Stroker. Yeah. Are you saying he's the leading (laughs) Stroker? He's the leading Stroker. That's, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's the leading Stroker. And of course, we'll call him a fluffer, huh? Sounds like Kyle's job while his family's away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, in that film, uh, we have our boy, uh, Bill Paxton, uh, who was also in U571. So you can kind of very easily uh, make your way to some uh, nice submarine uh, action. Uh, I do want to mention that. Ed Harris has no connection to this film. You know, it's a big surprise because usually I find a nice fact, a little kernel uh, that we can pull out and say uh, Ed Harris um, was in this. But no, he refused to be in it, uh, even though he uh, he was offered uh, $20 million to make the film. He said no, uh, because he uh, personally felt like it was um, offensive that an octopus and a shark would fight because um, he, he knew that, that was, they were not natural enemies. Uh, and so he he asked that the script be changed, and they said no. And so he decided not to be part of this film mm. specifically. Wow! Even though even though he wrote the sex scene, 
Like he he changed the script for the sex oh. scene too. So he was involved. He was involved um, <laughs> at that point. Yeah, when he was involved, he he said, "Gotta have a sex scene here." He's like, "I know there are people out there who are going to be sitting on the couch saying this movie needs a sex scene, and they're going to turn to the person they're with and be like, this, you know, what this movie could use right now a sex scene.'" And then when the sex scene comes up, they're just going to be like going nuts about it. And it turned out he they were right. He was right. Wow. All right. Dude, um, but, Zach, did you go nuts when it came up? When what came up? The sex scene. <laughs> He's so in the zone on something. We're talking about, um, we're talking about sex scene. <laughs> no. I mean, are we being for real? It sucked. It yeah. was terrible. You just knew. You knew <laughs> it was how, happening. With how classy of a woman, you know, Debbie Gibson is, I was pretty surprised it was included, but maybe she agreed to it because um, Ed Harris was going to direct it. And she's like, you know what? The ubiquity of, of Ed Harris and submarine films, like it's it's his art. I will be in a sex scene directed by Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah, it also, well, I think a big part of it also was that he specifically wrote in there that uh, he would be full frontal, but <laughs> she would not be. That it would only be, it would be shot she from behind. She wasn't No. She said fully clothed, except for Ed Harris, full frontal. That's what it said. <laughs> So I think probably it was like, oh, that's extra, extra classy. That's classy. Extra classy in bracket. Exactly. <laughs> you just like something happened in the lab and you're trying to clean it up. You go into the closet, open it up, just head hair is butt naked. Covered in grease. Yep. <laughs> Slipping around. You can't even stand up. There's so much grease. Yes. And originally that was that was how they, they lured the the um, octopus and the shark to locations. Oh. Well, it wasn't pheromones, right? Because then they took one look at, at Harris and they were like, wait, what about Greece? And then that was the end of that. Dude, yeah. Um, you, you guys think Ed, Ed ever listens to this? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Absolutely I hope not. you do. Are you guys ready for some trivia? I'll keep it short. So I'm going to let you choose the category that we do. Do you want to do recent movies or do you want to do the octopus? Octopus. Brown, what do you want to do? Octopus or recent movies? Uh, I think I would vote recent movies. All right, Kylie, oh tiebreaker. God. Dude, I kind of want to do recent movies. All right, so I'm just going to give you the, the, the octopus, why I chose the octopus uh, category. Uh, big enough to fight and eat sharks, the largest octopus is the giant one named for this largest body of water on Earth. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, what is it? What is the giant Pacific octopus? It is, that is right. It's the Pacific octopus. Nice. Congratulations. But I found that I found that very uh, an oddly appropriate Jeopardy clue. Big enough to fight and eat sharks. Largest octopus is the giant one. Named for this largest body of water on Earth. All right, recent movies, guys. This is yeah, I think I think you guys are gonna do pretty well. So who voted the the lowest? It definitely wasn't Kyle. Uh was it you, Bram? Lowest? I think number? it was me. All right. Do you want four? I gave it a point five. Four hundred, eight hundred, twelve hundred, sixteen hundred, or two thousand. <clears throat> Give me eight hundred. Okay. Anthony Ramos took over Lin-Manuel Miranda's singing bodega owner role in the film adaption of this stage musical. In the Heights? In the Heights is correct. Congratulations. 800. All right. I think second must have been uh, Zach. Zach, 400, 1200, 1600, or 2000. Ah! Highest one. 2000? Let's do it. All right. The 2020 film Resistance 
saw Jesse Eisenberg play this mime working for the French resistance. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. What do you guys do? Anyone, anyone know a mime? I don't even know one mime. Uh, <laughs> Charlie mime. Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin is not a mime. Okay. I'm going to abstain. See, I would have got this I right. Save my points. The only mime I knew would have been the correct answer. Marcel Marceau. Marcel, Marcel Marceau. Marceau. Okay. Marcel Marceau. Mime stuff, huh? All right. Kyle, 400, 1200, or 1600. Dude, give me that 400. I have, don't know either of those last two. It's what the Meg is in the Jason Statham aquatic actioner. What is a Megalodon? Very good. It's a Megalodon. Very nice. All right, guys, you got to buzz in now. Just confirmed, just confirmed on Google, Charlie Chaplin used mime, slapstick, and other visual comedy routines <laughs> and continued well into the era of the talkies. So, so he, you're saying, get you're fa- saying, face roll, Jamie. So, so you're saying he was a trained mime. I don't, he didn't go to mime school. That's what I'm going to say. Maybe. He might have went to mime school. He might have. Do you guys I wouldn't, know I wouldn't, anybody? I wouldn't be positing this, these, these, these statements over there, Jamie. Just take an L. Um, I won't take an L, <laughs> Marcel Marceau. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to do 1,200. You got to buzz in now. <clears throat> okay. Guys, get ready because, I mean, this one's a hot one. So you want to be you want to be ready for this one. Tom Hardy is back in rare form again playing Eddie Brock, a, jur- a journalist who shares his body with buzz. this alien symbiote. Buzz, 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 buzz. They can't do that on Jeopardy. It's true. You have to wait till the question is completed. We've always played it on here, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. I even will ask, am I allowed to buzz in before the... the That's what his answer was. He just answered. <laughs> he answered, it's wrong. It's and not about I, buzzing I it. was in one... I was, it was a <laughs> long answer where I finished by saying this, what is Venom? What is Venom? Very nice. All right. 1600, we're going to finish it up. It's a hot one. Uh, this word genre completes the title of a movie with Riz Ahmed as a drummer going deaf. Sound of Buzz. blank. What is it? Buzz. What is the sound of metal, Alex? It's a good that movie. I like that movie. It's a good movie. I like that movie. All right, guys. That was pretty good. But Kyle got the most important question right. Megalodon. So he wins. Congratulations, Kyle. Wow. Good job, there Kyle. we go. Look at that. Kyle, you are an inspiration. Sucks to suck, huh, guys? I'm oh. out here doing my best so that was probably my my best jamie jeopardy performance and somehow i still lose it's because you and it's you guy gave me some sass i didn't like it <laughs> okay <laughs> dude right. you just gotta this is where you gotta be the stroker all right ah. just stroke that ego the master right. stroker yeah stroker number three all right it's time it's it's sub sub world world wide so it might have been a little bit of a cheat on one of those questions you had there jim cuz this ain't subs worldwide this is octopus worldwide wow yeah we just watched a banger of a movie everybody knows that about a massive or should i say giant octopus a, a giant pacific octopus if you know one might say that came into my mind what is the world's largest octopus and then immediately i think <laughs> prehistoric right something big in the ocean 
Turns out it's not. It's right now. Octopus time is right now. This is the beginning of the octopus takeover. Um, so the giant Pacific eh, octopus. And I think I, I'm really struggling. Cause I was like putting all this stuff together and I was like, did I already do this? I might have. So if anybody is listening, knows that I did this, just downvote this episode, just review bomb it. Um, actually, please don't. Uh, they usually weigh around 30 pounds. Kind of small. Arm span of 14 feet. However, so 30 pounds. Bigger ones weighing at 110 pounds with a radial arm span of like 20 feet. The biggest one, I think they said the arm span was upwards of like 30-ish feet. Um, this is this was kind of interesting to me. As determined by an American zoologist, G.H. Parker, the biggest suckers on those tentacles were 2.5 inches around. Uh, so they could support, and each every individual sucker can support 35 pounds. So that means if, Brown, you're out there swimming around, doing your skinny dipping, whatever you do out in the ocean, one of these guys comes up and grabs you, you're not getting away. No way, man. This thing is sucking you down to the bottom of the ocean, probably stroking you, stroker number five. You know what I'm saying? Just stroking me, sucking me, yes. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> and the whole time. <laughs> Kyle's dying. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> oh, my God. And the worst part for the octopus is that it can smell and taste through these suckers. <laughs> So it's getting that little salty body of yours just constantly. Um, you might think you're strong enough. <laughs> the best part is we probably weigh about the same. You might think you can wiggle and worm your way out of its grip. <laughs> and all this stuff. His glasses are fogging up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, Dave's my God. stone-faced everything. He's like, <laughs> like ah. dude, I hate this. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> this thing, while you're wiggling and squirming and German, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's stroking its <laughs> It's going to put venom in you, man. <laughs> and you won't be able to move. Why are my glasses fogged up, man? <clears throat> oh, my God. Look at Chris Kringle over there right now, dude. I do have this beautiful red robe red on, robe. this beard. Bushy beard. <laughs> yeah, man. Laughing, smiling. <laughs> Telling kids Christmas stories of octopi. Yeah. Taking yeah. you down and. Taking my buddies down. <laughs> Stroking with poison. <laughs> yeah. All right. Holy cow. Okay, so 
You might be wondering yourself, first off, Kyle, where is this even going? I truly don't know, but I'll tell you about their diet. Uh, they crush shrimp. They crush crabs. They crush scallops. They crush cockles. They crush snails. They crush lobsters. They crush cockles. fish. They crush squid. They've even You got Jamie to laugh with cockles. cockles. <laughs> I mean, cockles is very funny word. Cockles is funny. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Cockles is funny. Cockles is Use funny. Use it in uh, wherever you can fit that into a conversation. I can feel it in cockles. the cockles of my heart. Oh, my God. Oysters, um, clams, and cockles. One was even uh, one was even seen breaching the surface to grab a seagull. Savage. Um, if you do end up getting taken captive, Brom, captive. by one of these octopi, assuming that it's nonviolent and it keeps you fed, I have... <laughs> Reason to believe you're in, maybe not great, but you're in okay health, um, and it keeps feeding you, you're going to probably outlive it because they only live three to five years. So I think you should be okay. Hmm. Um, These eight tentacled freaks are fertile (laughs) AF. They lay, there's variant reports here, man, 120,000 to 400,000 eggs or 18,000 to 74,000 eggs. Wildly different numbers. One's from Wikipedia, one's from Oceana.org. I'll allow you to make that decision. But you didn't uh, the tell us which one's keep- which. I know. That's why I said I'm going to leave that up oh, to you okay. to make that decision. <laughs> which means you got to go out and find it. Um, and then the female is going to care for all these eggs until they hatch. Now, here's the messed up part. You might be asking yourself, how do these eggs get fertilized? That's a good question. Because the male octopus comes around and like a total boss, I don't know if that's the term. It's probably not the right term. Takes a meter long spermicidal sack, deposits it into the female octopus's head. And then when it's time to fertilize, she will use that. Sounds insane to me, right? I can't imagine that. Three foot long sack of sperm that you're putting into somebody's head to fertilize some eggs. It's nuts. I can tell that this actually, this next one's going to be pretty good based on the look on Zach's face. Um, Octopus are known, they're very intelligent invertebrates. Their brains have folds even like ours. Um, They have over, they have 300 million neurons, which is very impressive because Zach has like six. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> um while they're not i could at least hold that one together right yeah. i can't even do the other stuff <laughs> just brown wiggling and squirming uh while they're not a threatened species yet the um gpo as i should have been referring to it this whole time great pacific octopus likes to be in waters that are 50, at 46 to 54 degrees fahrenheit if temperatures rise these guys might just dip down further oh. yeah Whereas somebody like James Cameron's going to be the only person who can get them. A um, couple fun facts here provided by the World Wildlife Foundation. Not a sponsor. WWF! Yeah! Yeah, dude. You can do a uh, people's elbow on an octopus. It'll squish its way out of you <laughs> after it wraps you right up. Um, these things can also change their skin like a chameleon, right? So they can match any type of uh, their surrounding in a tenth of a second. And then, if you were to sever the arm of a Pacific octopus, I don't know how they tested this. It's got to be kind of sick. Um, they say that 
like that arm is still feeling pain even after it's been disconnected from the octopus. Jamie doesn't understand. I don't know. I don't I don't get that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't. Because right, it's just gonna be the arm wiggling around. But not the the octopus should still be feeling it, right? I wouldn't think. Anyways. That's that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I loved how you closed that off, Kyle. If I was, like, driving my car and that's just how – and that's that. God, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Brown, you got anything for us tonight? Hit me with it. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So – my boy, Lorenzo, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I actually have had some correspondence with Lorenzo Lamas. Um, this is my one and only cameo purchase in my lifetime. Uh, I had him do a bachelor party greeting for my buddy Brad when he was getting married. Uh, Brad and I were super big Lorenzo Lamas fans in high school uh, and into our adulthood, uh, watching a bunch of, again, his bad stuff uh, just for the laughs. And uh, not to say that he's he's bad or anything like that. Like, he, he um, he's a lot of fun. He's a fun actor. Uh, plays a great character again, Alien 3000, Renegade. Um, and it's not Roman Reigns, Reno Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Uh, I think Roman Reigns is actually like derivative of, of Reno because Reno, their their look and their vibe and the long hair and everything, like uh, he might have been pulling from 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 Reno Reigns and Renegade. But uh, great series, TV series back in the day, a lot of great laughs in that. But again, had a, had him do a cameo for me. I checked in on him, uh, looked at business opportunities there because I was thinking maybe we get him to do the intro to our episode tonight or get him to answer a few questions. Uh, he has he has marked up his price tag a little bit. Uh, it's around seventy dollars now if you would like to book Lorenzo, and around one hundred and fifty for business opportunities. But uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. I'm like, uh, let's see where where are the where are the good deals at. We had a, we had a beat on Michael Beach uh, a few years oh ago. My. Kyle and I did. I <laughs> uh, haven't got enough. Didn't check on him again to see where his price came in at. But I think uh, he's off there because I looked recently. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't he shot me down. We we did try to book him for the show, and uh, he shot us down. Um, but I did find some steals and deals. So these are my best cameo deals and steals for you guys out there. Um, if you guys are in 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 the market looking to give you know someone a nice Christmas, we've got Christmas coming up here, a nice Christmas gift from their favorite celebrity. Here's some good opportunities for you if you want to send a personalized greeting to a friend or loved one. Uh, let's start with this one right here. Um, Angela Simmons, the daughter of Joseph Simmons, uh, of Run DMC fan, uh, Run DMC fan, uh, fame, pardon me, uh, Rev Run, his daughter. You can book her, uh, for a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. You want a greeting. Has she had like a solo career or anything? No, she showed up Just in the claim uh, to fame. MTV, yeah, in MTV's Run's house because there was a show about Rev Run. Okay. So she did show up in there in 2005. Uh, and riding off that fame, apparently, for $1,000, you can book her. Dude, why are we not on Cameo, first off? 
We could it's be. Good. I was looking at it. Like, we, we genuinely could be. I've got it. Some of these people are not <laughs> famous. Awesome. If we were like a dollar, like we definitely would get some friends having us make cameos for other <laughs> friends. You know it would happen. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be real good. Uh, the next one, kind of still tongue in cheek here, because this one is the most expensive celebrity. Can you guys guess who this is? At twenty five hundred dollars, most expensive celebrity. This is they, yes, and they did break into the top one hundred most famous people in the world. It, I'm gonna guess without opening up the app. Duh. I'm gonna guess. God, like they can't be too damn famous, but I know there's a right. lot of people from The Office on cameo. Um, but I feel you like said it's top 100 are, famous it, in the world. That, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, I feel like it's got to be some world. sort of egotistical maniac, like a like a like a Stallone or maybe like. But see, he's too big. Who's that other shittier guy that can't really do karate, but he pretends? Steven Seagal. I mean Seagal, but 25. I picture him doing like 10 grand. Something Jean Claude Van Damme. Maybe. See, like that's when I like we got. Uh, Maybe like a. But is he just going to? This person Chuck is significantly Norris? more famous. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Norris is a good guess. Yeah, I could. That's a great guess. It's not. It's not correct though. Uh, ice ice tea. You want to throw a guess? Ice tea. He's on the site. He's not quite that expensive. I think he was like 250, 300 bucks. Really? Like wow. What? Like so ice tea's that, and this person is ten is times it, is more. Is it Obama? Oh it is my not god! Obama. That, I mean. <laughs> Oh my God, word! Kyle, Kyle, I'm pretty sure ST was like 250. Wow. Uh, let's see. Who do I think it would be? It's a celebrity. It's a Can celebrity. I ask? Is it an athlete or no? Is it Kim is Kardashian? An athlete? It could be an athlete. You're 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 in the right vein. You're in the oh right vein. Oh my God! Is Jamie. it Caitlyn it Jenner? It's Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, twenty five hundred dollars, most expensive cameo. Boom. Greeting, if you if you are interested, and aren't those about like five <clears throat> minutes or less? <laughs> yeah, <usually. laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're even <laughs> shorter than that, right? Some people, yeah, they can be. Some are like a minute, or some are like fifteen. Some seconds. people like like it's it's interesting to look up like like Google the best cameo like value like the bang for your buck cameo people because like some yeah. of them go all out and like they'll talk in their. I, I found I found it. I found the number one. We'll get to okay. It here that. we go. Here we go. Never mind. And you're going to definitely agree with me after I describe what you get for, for $80 coming up here. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll get a few here sort of crowdsourced with some help uh, from NetCredits Bonnie, who provided a list of the most cost-effective celebrities for hire on Cameo.com right now. Uh, I did not agree with these at all, really. Uh, she came <laughs> in with Marla Maples is the best value celeb huh. in her study. The actress is the 202nd most famous person on Fame Flux. I'm like, who is this? Yeah, I've never Trump's, heard Trump's uh, ex-wife, right, Marla Maples? Yes, Donald Trump's <laughs> second wife <What>? and actress. <laughs> She'll make you a video greeting for $72. Wow. That's dumb. I'm like, mm, that's a little too analytical, and I don't know if I agree with the analytics and data there. <laughs> the 200, you said, and two that's so most dumb. famous? That's, I, I disagree with yes, that. There's no most, I agree. I, there's no that's way. Bullshit. I feel like I would, I would probably name 500 celebrities. If you gave me a, a sheet of paper, I would rattle off 500 people. Never heard of Marla Maples. 
Uh, next one, the worst value celeb. Again, this is coming from Net Credits Bonnie. The worst value celeb on Cameo is singer songwriter Cameron Walker, who charges nine hundred and ninety five video uh, nine hundred and ninety five dollars per video, despite being the three hundred and sixty thousand one hundred and ninety third most famous person in the world. <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> never heard. Never heard. But now I have Cameron Walker. Are they in a band or anything? Uh, he's just a, a solo artist, I'm pretty sure. I Dude, did watch a right. video. Hold on, let me pull up Spotify. Good. We're going to see <laughs> how many monthly listeners. Cameron Walker. And I'm going to reference this versus Debbie Gibson, who just starred in our movie. Debbie Gibson All has right. way more. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Cameron Walker. Ooh, okay. Is Debbie Gibson I on guess. No, yeah, find more, that out. Um, all right, how many how many monthly listeners do you think Cameron Walk? I'm assuming this Let's is the just right t- guy. Just Kinda tell like, us, Kyle. Just tell us the number. We don't need to guess. Um, Two thousand eight hundred forty-four. Debbie Gibson, over a mil. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Debbie Gibson had like multiple number one songs in the U.S. Next, Lost we got. We got sort of the conclusion and um, recommendation from Bonnie. At the end of her article, she ultimately recommends a Goonies double play. You can get Corey Feldman for $202 and Sean Astin for $295. So, okay. Just a really wacky Sean article. Sean Astin she... would be badass, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. I feel like I could see him going all out for you, too. I... He's just got like, just exudes like a heart of gold. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I would love uh, for him to be like... My... Oh, sorry. You keep going. Yeah, Kyle's Brahm segment. Yeah, no, that's sorry. Good. What, what, what were you gonna say, Kyle? I was gonna say it'd be really cool if he did like a you know a Frodo impression. You know, he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm gonna get the ring for you." You're telling like, me that you would get a cameo of what? Sean Astin impersonating <laughs> Frodo? Frodo? <laughs> yeah, why would yes. he do Frodo? <laughs> do you? Because that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. I like it. I like where Kyle's head's at. <laughs> Uh, and now like, to wrap, you know, because it's like the Michael <laughs> Beach thing. <laughs> yeah, just like hey, I need you to act like your friend. Oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't afford Elijah Wood. <laughs> so you're the you're the runner up. I should look up how much Elijah is. Right, yeah, he can't be that much more expensive. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, think so. Uh, to bring it home, though, here, I found a few on my own now, my own research here, just going through, found some steals and deals. For Harry Potter fans, Victor Crumb, Stan Yanevsky, the, the actor that plays Victor Crumb, $35. That's so funny to me. <laughs> uh, Frank Longbottom, who plays Neville's dad and appears on screen for less than three seconds uh, in like a <laughs> newspaper clipping, you know, like the animated newspaper Articles in Harry Potter and whatnot. All the photos are animated. He appears in a photo headshot. Neville's dad, Frank Longbottom, $17. I don't know who would be reserving that. Yeah, but that seems crazy. I don't even... Frank Longbottom isn't even on IMDb. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. Uh, I wonder what he started <laughs> off at and how low he keeps dropping it. To a good balance. That's a good. That's a good. A good point. balance. Seven, Seventeen is such a weird number. Yeah. There's no way he led with yeah, that. Yeah, like that's a, <laughs> random as hell. Uh, Paula Dean, a hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, with everybody I'm seeing hmm. on here, Paula Dean at a hundred bucks, not too shabby. If you're gonna spend seventy dollars on Lorenzo, I feel like 
Was she the one with some controversy? Oh, yeah. Mm, was it Paula Deen? I think it was. Oh, yeah. Saying a word she shouldn't have said. Uh, amongst other yeah, things. You might I be think. right. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's discounted Could here. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, who I'm most excited about finding and discovering, because there's some potential here, Jeffrey Owens. From the Cosby Show, he plays Donovan McNabb, Tiger Woods, and Don Cheadle Shut on Always up. Sunny. He's on camera. <laughs> and he leans into it. He leans into it so hard. He even pulls off his sunglasses like he does as Donovan McNabb and Go, pretends whoop. like he's Donovan McNabb or he'll pretend whatever actor you want him to be. Like Denzel Washington is a common request for him to pretend to be Denzel. That is, and then he goes through. He goes through, and he'll conclude with, and he's like, "And don't forget to get a hearty breakfast from McDonald's every morning." Blah blah blah. Featuring now the sausage egg McGriddle <laughs> for a limited time for under five bucks. I'm loving, I'm loving it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so awesome. That's a great one. So there you go. Those are my best cameo steals and deals. How much has he been? Eighty dollars. That's nothing. That's 80 bucks, but that's so funny. God. You could, you could split it with a few friends, you know, get get three buddies. God, you could do it. I mean, yeah. Spend 20 bucks each. Fantasy football, anything. I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, he did a lot. Fantasy football where he's pretending to be Donovan McNabb. Yeah. I was watching a few of his videos. <laughs> that is awesome. <clears throat> but there you go, folks. Can I can I make a request? Sure. In the near future, can you do a uh, something from a place for mom? Because this wasn't for a place for mom, right? It was not. I will see what they've got cooking. Maybe yeah. I can find uh, a way to integrate that. See what lists they got going. I think some see of the I think to. some of the hotties from that other list you did probably passed away. So maybe they revamped that <laughs> list. Maybe it's updated. I can check. Yeah. See if I can find that. All right. Sorry, I ran a little ran a little long there. Zach, do you have some Zach facts to bring us home? Well, maybe. Let's let's find out. Do, 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 Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts when you're going down. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts when you're going down. Zach Facts when you're going down. Hey, everyone, it's Zach. <laughs> Brom, you are going to say something? Over under 3.5. I've decided I'm always going under because <laughs> then if I win, I'm happy. And if I lose, I'm happy. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's a smart man. Well, there. I'm never happy if Jamie wins, so I got to go over. Yeah. I'm going to go over as well. Um, wow. Way to put the pressure on me. <laughs> all right. Fact number one. Coming in from a top 10 list, we're talking all these lists. We're talking all these cameos. We're talking all this good shit. Well, I got some good shit for you. Um, the number one requested fan-made pornographic film... is a spoof of this. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but it's the number one requested film. So go to your libraries, your public libraries, and request this public film. <laughs> Mega Shark versus Giant Octopussy. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Did you say Mega Shark? Yeah, yeah mega kind of shark. an, odd, an odd, uh, odd pun no. there for what we're talking about. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's an really, odd man. movie. You know. There's that, I could, I could that see population can, into that, right? There is. Yeah. Yeah. Shark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> poop poop play. Yeah. Like uh, the old Blumpkin there, Jamie. Remember the. <laughs> <laughs> I 
James is stone faced and all of <laughs> like, no, I reacted night. just with my eyes. I emoted yeah. with my with my face. He, he's, he's he smiling did, and he did eyes. the head shake like he's disappointed <laughs> in being here. <laughs> you got headphones on, don't worry, no one can hear you. <laughs> hey, hey guys. Hey, buddy. That's it. All right. One? That was just one. Sorry. Just one. One and done. No. Scout's honor. Spock's honor. I don't believe that. I don't believe him at all. Cut it. That's it. It was one. And I'll be honest. Want me to be honest? I actually forgot to type them up. Like, I didn't type them up. I came up with that right off the top of my head looking at the movie poster. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I... I have to believe him. I think he's... I'm not joking. I'm it. That's it. We can cut. Whenever you want. We're cut. I got nothing. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.